was born up in the mountain, raised by an old grizzly bear. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 729 with a review of Cocaine Bear. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you this week. You know, Stephen, not since a review of Plane has the title of a film just completely summed up what it was that we were about to get into. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, how how long have you been thinking about this film? <laughs> um, let's see. I would say I spent about five minutes thinking about it last week during recording when you asked if we would review Cocaine Bear. And then <laughs> I spent another 30 seconds thinking about it after booking my ticket to return to Seoul when I realized I should cancel because I need to use that time slot to watch Cocaine Bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two very similar movies, honestly. Really similar vibes, similar audiences, I'm sure. Um, and then <laughs> I would say, what is the runtime of Cocaine Bear? Hour, 35 minutes. So probably about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes During into the, the runtime you were thinking about yeah. So we, Cocaine Bear? Yeah, I think um, all in, I've probably thought like about an hour of Cocaine Bear, which is a good amount. How about you? How long have you been preparing for Cocaine Bear? I mean, it, it was definitely a film that, like, when the trailer first hit the internet, I just saw, like, headlines and tweets and stuff saying, like, yeah. oh, no, here it is, the trailer for Cocaine Bear. And it's such a all-encompassing title that I didn't even bother watching the trailer. <laughs> it was right. one of those things where I was like, all right, this is just going to be... so Like, I, I assumed it was going to be, like, a direct-to-DVD film, but then I started seeing... Like, like once I saw the trailer and like all the names popping up on it, and I was like, oh, okay. So this is supposed like, this is a, this is potentially a tongue in cheek movie that knows exactly what it is. That's supposed to be like, people might actually talk about this film. Then I was like, all right, maybe this is yep. something that we is worth us actually doing a review of. Um, but then like you, I, I, I did, I didn't really think about it much more than that. It was mostly just like a funny thing at the end of the last episode to go like, yeah, we, we review in cocaine bear and you're just like, sure. I had truly so. forgotten about it until I booked Return to Seoul because I, I was out of town and coming back Sunday evening. So I was like, I can watch one thing, get my Return to Seoul ticket in early. It's only in one theater. Who knows how long it's going to be around? Yeah. And then after I booked it, I was like, damn it, I forgot about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is that we have another chance to see Return to Seoul in about a month mm -hmm. um, at a different yeah. one theater in the city. So... Maybe Even more, actually. It looks like it's oh. playing at Alamo this week, at least Thursday and Friday. Um, mm. Might want to look into that. So you're saying potentially we have a Return to Soul and a Creed 3? Yeah, we can have a quicker Return to Soul than we expected to. We can return just a week <laughs> after missing it. Yeah, Return to Soul and Creed 3. I like it. All right. Um, then uh, that, that's the plan. But... You know, you know, before we can get into those films that I assume are going to be a little bit more serious, you know, we had to we had to yeah. take the time to talk about this little cocaine bear film. So, Stephen, are you ready to get in this? Oh, I'm ready. All right. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Cocaine Bear and then come back and give everybody a review. Medic! Oh, Jesus. What is that? Thank you. 
Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can! <gasps> huh? Higher, baby. Oh, shit! Get higher, baby. Oh, no. It kind of seems like the thing that stays with a man forever. Apex Predator. <laughs> High on cocaine. <laughs> Out of his mind. Oh! oh man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear? Shoot it, man! Bear Speeder! And don't ever come down! We have such good luck in nature. All right, so that was the trailer for Cocaine Bear. Uh, basically, a some people doing a little drug run have to abandon ship or abandon plane, and they just throw a bunch of bags of cocaine out over the uh, wilderness and wherever the hell they are. And uh, essentially, a bear consumes, uh, gets into some of this cocaine, and then just goes wild in the forest while uh, a couple different groups of people um, have to deal with its presence. Uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Cocaine Bear? Chris, I want to take you back in time. Uh, seven years ago, seven years ago, January, uh, we attended a film screening at Century Cinemas on Market Street. Uh, the name of the film was Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> there, for those who are unaware, for those who were not listening back then, uh, we met a person <laughs> named Spence. I just figured out where we're going. <laughs> Now, Spence, for those who don't know, was a young man. I assume he had braces. I couldn't see. It was just his vibe. <laughs> who was clearly extraordinarily high when he attended our screening of Dirty Grandpa. And I know he was high because he laughed at every single moment of Dirty Grandpa, including when absolutely nothing was happening, to be funny. <laughs> now, I did not meet Spence at the Metreon last night. Sadly, when I sat down to watch Cocaine Bear, what I met was like the ending of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania of Spences, just a pile of Spences, Spence to the left of me, Spence to the right. Here I am <laughs> just surrounded by Spences everywhere. Was, Last it, was, night, it, a, was it a trio of Spences? Did they did they counter or corner you in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it was the entire theater except for me. 
was Spence's. <laughs> mm. At some point early on, right before the movie started, I realized I am the only person who is not high watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably the worst audience experience I have ever had <laughs> in my life. So what I'm about to say, take it with a grain of salt. I was literally in the worst possible <laughs> situation. I had people loudly laughing when nothing was happening on screen. Everyone was talking. I'm pretty sure the guy next to me was trying to get his girlfriend to give him a hand job the whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. it, it was a very uncomfortable screening <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> trying to. <laughs> I, I just heard a lot of... Like, he was tilting in a weird way, and he was, like, asking something insistently, and it was, it, it was just the it was just the vibe I was getting. Okay. Um, with all that said, uh, from my vantage point, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie was really <laughs> fucking bad. Um, this movie wants so badly to be a meme movie. And, like, there is a place in the world for movies that are self-aware that know what audience they're courting and steer into it. Snakes on a Plane. I watched the midnight premiere of Snakes on a Plane when I was... God, I don't know what year it came out. Junior year of high school, probably. Stayed up late at night. Uh, first watched the Nickelodeon movie Barnyard with my girlfriend <laughs> because she wanted to watch that and then stayed later at the theater to watch Snakes on a Plane. Had a blast. I know they edited it in later, but Samuel L. Jackson wanted to get the motherfucking snakes off the motherfucking plane. The crowd went wild. We were all laughing, hooting and hollering. It was a time and place. It was the mid-2000s. We, we were ready for it. This movie feels like it wants so badly to be that kind of movie. The trailer, the marketing, the stunt casting. They've got Tormund from Game of Thrones. They got uh, Scott Seiss, the comedian who did those, like, I work in retail, here's what I'm really thinking, TikTok videos that were, like, super viral a couple years ago. They got Isaiah Whitlock Jr. and somehow didn't make him go shit in the movie, which <laughs> blew my mind. Um, they got Ray Liotta in what I hope will not wind up being his final performance. <laughs> um, luckily, it looks like he's in a Charlie Day movie, so I think he's going to have another run of it. Um for his legacy there, there was a bunch of people in my theater including me who were very confused when it when the, the, well i was confused when the name ray liotta popped up and then other people were mm -hmm. confused when they saw him <laughs> see i firmly believe no one in my theater knows who he is or even knew for sure that human beings were on the screen <laughs> they were roaring with laughter the moment the movie opened including like the biggest laugh of the evening came when there was just a cut to carrie russell riding a bike I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why. Huh. But the crowd was just screaming, laughing. Like these people were high as fuck. <laughs> the whole movie, just riding each other's high, wanting desperately for this movie to be really, 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 really funny. Um, beyond meme casting, like the movie just has a lot of fun casting too. Like I got my friend, or I got this on the rise person. We were talking before recording about Alden Ehrenreich, uh, solo or would that or so simple guy being in this movie. O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, uh, Brooklyn Prince from Florida Project is doing her version of Jacob Tremblay and Good Boys here. You know, like playing a playing a little bit dark and <laughs> mysterious twist. Uh, Margot Martindale's in this movie, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. It, it feels like they called in favors from everyone they knew. Just like, get yeah. on in here. All the famous people. We're going to watch a bear do cocaine. And I, I just didn't have fun with it. I feel like it goes so big, 
so quickly. It has nothing for me to wait for or root for. It has nowhere to heighten because it has already gotten gory and mauling and ridiculous in the first five minutes. Um, yeah. It tries to tee up like 20 storylines like it's some Guy Ritchie movie when clearly it has like no real desire to follow these people or tell us why we should care about them. There's no clever way they intersect. They're just all kind of there in the forest as the bear murders people. And <laughs> Wait, are, are you telling me a gazebo is not clever? <laughs> It really isn't. <laughs> it's like for a movie about a bear doing cocaine, I feel like it either needed more of the bear actually doing cocaine <laughs> or it needed just one moment of the bear doing cocaine. I feel like this movie was way too much other people talking about how a bear did cocaine and then occasionally the bear comes and mauls a bunch of people and then leaves. It There was just something about it that like did not vibe for me. I was just sitting there actively being like, I could be in an empty screening of Return to Soul right now. I could be reading <laughs> subtitles. And instead, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who are shrieking, laughing, having full-on conversations, trying to get lucky, and being unsuccessful. Um, I don't know. This movie broke me a little bit. I'm just not I'm not in it for the cocaine bear. It felt like it was trying too hard to be a meme, and uh, the meme didn't work on me. But enough about me. How I hope, I hope you loved cocaine bear tell me how much you loved cocaine bear steven i hope i loved cocaine bear too unfortunately hope doesn't mean anything in 2023 mm. um I, I i think i think when it started i was kind of like i i was kind of into it like all the stuff with like force majeure torment dude like yeah that like I, I was i was like all right this is exactly what this movie needs to be like like when it starts the tone feels like it really really wants to be like uh tucker and dale do evil or whatever whatever that film was called um which is a film that i love i think that film is great satire of the horror genre um and right tucker and dale do is it do evil First evil uh, versus, yeah, versus Tucker, evil, Tucker and yeah. Dale versus evil. Like that film is great. I love what it does. The humor is amazing to me. It, it's sort of like the characters are stupid, but like they're like, you know, you, you, you're still sympathetic towards them. They're like simple folk getting in way over their head in this crazy, silly premise. And it's like kind of a laugh, riot. At least that's what it was like the first couple times I saw that film. This film feels like a lot of things being thrown at the wall, hoping they stick. And even though they're all covered in blood, none of them stick. Right. Mm. I, I, I think, I think the kids are genuinely great. Any, any moment that the kids are talking with each other, talking to adults, commenting on what the bear's doing, all of that was exactly what the rest of the film needed to be for, for, for me. Like maybe I'm just easy when, when kids, mm. when little kids swear or are in situations they're not like prepared to handle. It's your residual Florida project. Good vibes. <laughs> I think just carry you through that part. Yeah. Like, like that stuff is just great. And I love it. I loved every second of that. The rest of it, besides the very, very opening, uh, with, with the, 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 the first people that encounter the bear, it didn't really hold up or work for me. There were moments where I had like a, a little bit of a giggle pop out or like little thing that like every once in a while, somebody would say like one little like line that was probably like ADR or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of made me chuckle. But I think overall, this film felt surprisingly long. The, the humor beats weren't really hitting me. And, you know, like the, the, there are some like gross out sort of intense uh sort of 
comedic violence. Um, there's one that involves uh, a, a gurney flying out of an ambulance. That yeah. I, I would say maybe the only good physical comedy in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, so there are there are things that that work, and it's like I can see all all I can see the strings of what this film was trying to do, and I can see where it almost just about worked. But I think in the end, what it gives us is 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 not that uh, stupendous. And and part of that might be around some of the characters. Like, I feel a little bit about this film the way I did about uh, the film Bullet Train, where it's like mm-hmm. you're throwing so many people into this one plot that none of them have enough time to shine, and they're all supposed to be these big sort of characters, and those characters don't fully work for me. So it's kind of like I, I, I see what you're trying to do. It's kind of funny on paper, but it's not really hitting me where it needs to hit me to really pull me in to think about this film fondly. And uh, outside of uh, my message, are, are we recording Cocaine Bear tonight? I haven't thought about it since I left the theater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I I feel the same way. I, I, I do want to say this movie makes Bullet Train look like Pulp Fiction or something like that. <laughs> The degree to which this movie has no idea what the fuck to do with its, like, overstuffed cast is bonkers to me. Because it, Elizabeth Banks is funny. Like, I enjoyed Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah, I, I think she has a funny directing sensibility. Like, I yeah. I, I don't know. She, she certainly knows comic timing and comic beats. And I don't know where this movie went wrong or if there is a context, like, if you stumbled upon it on streaming and didn't know what it was, then maybe it would be hilarious in the way some like wild B movie you ran across would be hilarious to you and your friends. But the, the fact that it is trying to be this makes all the ways it is terrible that don't have to do with being a gory horror slasher movie just feel like bad filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm not roaring with laughter at all these people. They could all have one big moment and then die. Right. The movie could do that instead. It could just be like a, a litany of famous people and more famous people keep showing up as the movie goes on and we watch them get murdered in different ways. And that'd be fine. You know, that would be cocaine bear. But the this desire to tie it all together when it has nothing even resembling a story arc just like seems like a wild miscalculation to me. You know what it feels like the more that I think about it is that this feels like a film that was compiled of a bunch of cameos and mm-hmm. there are no leads. Like everybody feels like the way that it, the way that like a character can show up and half the joke is that it's them and yeah. they don't have to do much because just their presence and the few lines of dialogue they will give will be enough to be like, Oh yeah. Remember when so-and-so showed up, but instead right, it's like an SNL trailer, but turned into a movie somehow. Yeah. But like the problem is that they're all, they're all the main people of this film that are supposed to carry it. Like if you, if you did a like Garfield minus Garfield version of cocaine bear, there is nobody besides the two kids that you would even want to watch, right? Like none Mm -hmm. of the characters can sustain your attention at all because they're all kind of just like, and they're not really in on the joke. They're just sort of, so there's something weird about who everybody is playing. Like everybody feels like a weird side character in a story yeah. that that I guess I mean I guess the real main character is the bear, but the bear, you kind of get everything you need from the bear, the first few attacks, and then you mm-hmm. have like the little comedy bit in the middle where the bear like 
eats a whole block of cocaine. <laughs> and then now it's like, all right, now we're going to have this other completely different tonal shift where we're going to mm-hmm. play around with the character. And yes, a bear sliding across the ground on its back kind of made me chuckle a little bit. But, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. <laughs> but it also made me chuckle just rewatching it in the trailer. Like it, it, it wasn't a chuckle with a thought behind it, right? It wasn't like, a, oh, that's clever. It was just like a the image of a bear that <laughs> that's on coke sliding on its back was enough to go like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's the type of thing that like I would chuckle if I was swiping past it on a feed somewhere, and we're like, huh, right. that's it, funny. It's like Next. some some fucked up version of Baloo singing the bear necessities. <laughs> Oh man, now that would be <laughs> that'd be, <laughs> that'd be good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely hear you. The bear, the thing is, the bear is the main character, but the movie isn't framed in a way where the bear gets to be the main character because we aren't following its point of view. We aren't like watching it. And again, the no arc in the movie has to do with the bear at all. Like, I think the flaw of this movie is that they make it very much about these drug dealers who represented primarily by Ray Liotta, even though he isn't the main actual character who is on screen most of the time, um, who are trying to recover this cocaine that was lost. And already from the jump, the premise of this movie is many duffel bags filled with cocaine were thrown out of this plane into a forest. Many, many duffel bags. And Ray Liotta does not want the cartel after him. So he needs to be made whole. And yet all of the movie is around like one duffel bag, like already from the jump, they like completely fucked up their own premise of what they're supposed to do in this forest that is supposedly filled with cocaine duffel bags. Um, And then we just are watching them and they kind of make it be like a, a buddy comedy about O'Shea Jackson Jr. And Alden Ehrenreich, even though we don't, we don't get enough of either of them to care about their relationship. And then we kind of are also making it be about like a mother daughter thing, even though we don't know anything about any of these people that would make it be like, I I don't know. It it just feels like the movie was like, Oh, we need to pay off the main character. I don't know who the fuck the main character is. Let's just like kind of half pay off every side character. And it was just very weird to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it maybe you really were supposed to be just high as shit to go <laughs> to go I watch this I movie. <laughs> My nose started itching like crazy while we were recording, and I think that is a sign that cocaine bear is <laughs> giving me a craving. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because I can tell you, all the really high people were having a great time in this movie. Of course, they were having a great time before the movie started. I don't actually know how much the movie impacted their great time. <laughs> But they were roaring with laughter. They loved Alden Ehrenreich's tattoo. They loved the gang of weird kids that show up. They love everything that happened in this movie. They adored. They they were eating it up. And I just wish I could have been on their level because I don't think I... I certainly didn't chuckle in the movie. I don't even think I, like, smirked watching the movie. The whole time I was like, when the fuck is this going to be fun? Why is this not working for me? Yeah. And I admit a part of it might be that I hated everyone I was around <laughs> so deeply, <laughs> but I also think a better movie could have grabbed my attention and pulled me out of that audience. And, uh, this one, this one sadly did not. Yeah. Uh, a, be- a better movie definitely could have. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, should we get to verdicts for this film? Sure. All right. If you were going to give us a must-see, record with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Chris, this is what Must Avoid was made for in my book. <laughs> this is a movie that I found actively unpleasant to watch. And apparently, if you watch it in any major city, you will be swarmed by the worst audience you have ever seen. I'm talking like all the terribleness we knew about before the pandemic, plus all the completely antisocial behavior that everyone learned after being stuck indoors for a year or two, just surrounded. They're going to be laughing and coughing and screaming and talking through the movie. And you don't want any of that. Get out of there. Don't watch it. It, it isn't. It, wait for it to be on streaming and then half watch it the way it was meant to be watched. <laughs> you know, don't pay attention with your whole brain. It's not going to give you anything. Yeah. Uh, Steven, you know, you know, people say don't, judge a book by its cover but if i would have judged this film by its title <laughs> we would have mm. been watching return to soul this weekend i know we'd be crying we'd be having a great time <laughs> it is funny though because like i made so many assumptions of this movie just based off like seeing tweets of people like and here it is the trailer for cocaine bear and i was like all right well i know exactly mm. what that is i don't need to see it um turns out my assumptions were totally correct and founded um yep this film is is not good um you know even though i enjoyed the children in it um i would watch a whole a whole movie version of just what they were doing the entire time uh when they were on screen before but mm -hmm. that wasn't enough to save it as a whole for me neither was the uh gurney flying out of the uh ambulance um but no. you know to to each their own maybe we just weren't you know, high enough, Stephen, to be to be able to right. appreciate this film for what it is. Yeah, I need to eat eat a pound of marijuana and then go back, and maybe I'll enjoy it more. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this review of Cocaine Bear. Stephen Miller. People want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can find me at twitter.com/sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that is uh, that's that that's it. Uh, we're done for this week. Next week, as we've already mentioned, we're gonna have double reviews of Return to Soul and Creed Three. So hopefully, uh, everybody uh, is ready for those. So yeah, yeah. later. <laughs> Bye. It ain't my time to die, no Leave